You know what's better than a tripod? A quad pod. Isn't that just a table? Wrong. It's a quad pod. Talking sports, pop culture, food, and uh, more sports. Unofficially brought to you by KSRO and North Bay Biz Magazine. It's the quad pod with Jeff Woodworth, Mike DeWald, Luke Straub, and Frank Sumrall. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about college football because I do want to see sports back because I am a sports fan and I enjoy it very much so. But at the same time, I feel a lot more comfortable on a morality scale letting professionals play than I do college kids. I think this has become ever clear and apparent that it's just about the business. The one thing that we aren't putting, that we're kind of throwing caution in the wind here on would be the after effects. Like we just know that kids aren't dying from it. So immediately it's just like, all right, let's send them out there. But we don't know. We're still finding out what's happening to people that are going to survive this virus, you know, that have had the, that have had the COVID experience that have, that have been sick, been in trouble. So I don't, I don't feel so comfortable about being gung ho and throwing them out there. And then when you take a look at the matchups that we're getting right now, they're kind of like, meh. But at the same time, it does feel so good to have football back. It's this giant conundrum that I'm sort of facing right now. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. And another thing I have issues with is, do you trust who's ever in charge to be fully transparent with the testing protocols and everything that's going to be going on with this? Because I don't. I don't. I mean, you, you hear about what goes on at Colorado State, Oklahoma State, God knows what every other school. Clemson stopped reporting their their numbers. For a while, they had as many as 30 guys who were testing positive for the virus. Mm-hmm. So I'm just a little confused on how I'm supposed to feel with college football coming back. I, I watched it last weekend. I gambled on it. I'm not going to lie. But there's still that, that part of me that just sits back, and I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute here. Like when the game's not on TV, it's a lot easier for the mind to wander and think about – Oh, I should be paying, or we should be minding these. But when the game's on television, it's more of just like, oh, I hope they score more points. You know, it's just kind of weird how the fandom works like that. And I was wondering if you guys kind of experienced that the same way. Well, the gambling definitely helps. You know, that makes me feel better. But uh, I do feel um, like a lot of the same things you're talking about, Jeff, where I feel much more comfortable with the professionals going out there mm-hmm. than the college kids. That's for certain. Uh, as far as their transparency, that's a huge question. Uh, you know, for example, ESPN article came out when the Big Ten had their vote to reinstate football, the Big Ten wouldn't say where they're getting their testing from, who's doing the testing. They just, either they didn't know or they didn't didn't say. So that's not that's not a good start, uh, but it's just, it's been so long and they just can't help themselves. And there's money involved, as you obviously alluded to. But uh, when I'm watching it, I, I feel the same way, Jeff. It's a little bit, a little bit weird. And uh, I think we all wish it was a better situation. Jeff, you got to ask yourself, can you separate the art from the artist? I'm trying. I'm trying, but that's what I'm saying. I can enjoy the football that's played on Saturdays, Mm -hmm. even though the matchups might not be that great. But when it's Monday through Friday, I'm spending my time thinking about, well, if they're not even comfortable having kids on the campuses, and now you're going to have kids going back out there and playing, all so that way we can cash this check and make sure everything goes the way it's according. You know, my long defense of college sports has been, if it doesn't make money, don't play it. So I'm sorry for all these big programs that want to have a swimming program want to have a diving program but if it's not profitable then why even have it because then you're just playing with money that you don't have you're only inhabiting or inhibiting your further football growth or whatever you take in you know from where your money comes from if you're a lacrosse school invest in lacrosse if you're a basketball school invest in basketball 
you know? And then if that has the money to branch itself out, you can slowly build up other programs, but you gotta trim the fat as far as from an economic standpoint. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, Monday through Friday, I feel bad for the kids and then they go out there on Saturday and I find myself cheering for the, the school logo and the number on the scoreboard and then it kind of kicks back in on Monday. It's pretty sobering where I'm just like, well, you know, we don't know how many kids are going to get, no matter how many kids are going to get test positive. And that's the thing is I don't trust any of these schools because I don't even trust any of these schools to recruit properly and not break any rules on that on that end, you know? So think about all the, all the schmarminess that goes into college football and just it doesn't make you a little squeamish when you think about it because I know I know most fans don't want to don't think about that type of stuff, but it's just something to think about here. With you got your football back, but at what cost? Well, you know, it's definitely that is going to be a question that's answered eventually. You know, unfortunately, I suppose. But something I wanted to mention, uh, Jeff, is is that there has been one college athlete that did die from COVID nineteen at. Pennsylvania University, uh, excuse me, California University in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. a really small school. I know about the school because Eric Harris, Raider Safety, he went there. So there, there has been one kid that unfortunately passed away to this due to this thing, and you have to figure that. Uh, well, I think we all know it's possible it'll happen again. So, and it's easier for me to sit back because I don't have any kids, so I don't care. Like, like throw them out there, you know. So woo. I just think about the people that have. Quick, get a woo on that. No oh, kid. Sorry. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't have any kids. Woo! <laughs> so, good call good yeah, call but yeah. I was just thinking you know like it's it's got to be a lot tougher if you're a parent of a student athlete and like what about the kids well you know they say what about the kids that wanted to play well you know sometimes they don't always know you didn't always know what was good for you when you were younger and I understand and appreciate their enthusiasm and wanting to play football but you know you know what about what about the kids who uh, what about the kids in the Pac-12 who want to play but they also want to get paid? Like, what are you going to tell them? You know, like what are you going to you going to tell this one group? Nope, it's okay that they can play because they're going to maintain this shamateur model. You know, this the, uh, I mean, you know, pff, where's the, the shamateurs? There we the go. Shamateur I, model. I, I, you know, I heard but it's one. just you know, it's like I don't I don't I'm not I'm not fully comfortable with it Monday through Friday. But tomorrow tomorrow I'll be on my couch watching college football. Can can I mention something that John Gruden said that I thought really struck a chord? Well, it did strike a chord with me. Enlighten us. You know, so I'm reading the quotes from Gruden and he's talking about you know COVID and, and whatnot. Uh, empty stadium coming up on Monday night, and he mentioned oh he was excuse me he was talking about the Dayton Flyers his alma mater. Anyways, he says boy I really wish they could go out there and play, and he said I know. COVID-19 is a big deal, but I really wish they could go out there and play. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we all wish they could go out there and play. But when you say that, what you're really saying is you wish that COVID-19 was gone, but it's not. And that remains the big problem. So we all want things to get back to normal, but they're unfortunately not just yet. And what these college programs are doing and conferences are doing, they're trying to make things normal the best they can. And we've seen through pro sports, mitigating factors, you know, masks, social distancing, they can work, but these kids are amateurs. So it's a a different deal. I said from the start, as long as they can guarantee these kids safety, then by all means go ahead. But you're going to tell me that you don't have a rich enough booster that can't come along and say, Hey, here's, you know, several million dollars to fund testing on a regular basis to make sure everybody does this. Like at the end of the day, you, Yes, we got football back. Wow, like, and I know Frank doesn't like me wading into the political waters, but it's just like this. Go was, for it. It was no, no. I'll, I'll I'll keep it here and then I'll end it. I promise. It Where was. Got our toes in. It was done so much so that it's going to be used. It, just enough was done on the college football front, so that way it can be used as a political weapon. But when you really think about it, and you start looking in between the cracks, and you start realizing, wait a minute, they're only getting tested twice a week. Wait a minute. There's, you know, it's it. Well, I, there are plans to get tested every day in the Big Ten. 
in the Big Ten. Right. But what about the ACC? Sure. What is the Big Twelve going to play? The SEC. That's no, what I'm saying. You. And these schools you. that do get positive tests, you can tell me right now that if Ohio State goes to test Justin Fields, or is that that's the quarterback, right? That's mm-hmm. the schedule to come out. They go to test Justin Fields, and all of a sudden Justin Fields has a has a uh, a positive test the week before Michigan. Um, and what, do, we, right. do we have to really have to report that? Why don't we just Why don't we just send them last week's test and just change you the know, date symptoms on Symptoms come in a couple weeks later. I, you could squeeze a couple games. Exactly. That's right. So that's, that's right. what I'm trying to get at. Is I don't trust these guys that are in charge to really report the way it is. So it's, 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 it's got me a little queasy and squeamish when it comes to watch or thinking about college football Monday through Friday. But again, on Saturdays, I'm there for it. Yeah, but I got Coastal Carolina on the spread tonight. So let's go, <laughs> fellas. Mm-hmm. I have a hot take here. Ready? Oh. Ready? Am I? Can you dig it, dig it, sucker? We may have seen the prime years of Kawhi Leonard <laughs> fly yes. right before our eyes. Oh. Tell me I'm wrong. What it do, baby? Oh, there he is right there. Yeah. Uh, you, think, you think it's just downhill. Dude, I mean, it's the, between the load management, like we saw prime Kawhi oh. when what? he was in when he was in the Spurs. When he was at when he was in San Antonio. So because, give me give me like do you know the years you have for the window? I don't. Because I know 17, he was amazing, and that team was amazing, and then he got hurt. I'm saying whatever. 19, he was amazing, but he was kind of hurt in the at playoff. Whatever, at whatever yeah. point that he hurt. So the Kawhi that we had. Is, it, is this due to um, actually, You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say actually. The, 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 no, the Raptors. Yeah, that's the 17. That's the, that's the injury. Okay, so I'm going to say we saw prime Kawhi from 16 to 19, and that's it. And oh. it's over because oh. you – between the load management and the four-month layoff, Kawhi was out there lumbering at times, and this is we found out is a degenerative injury that is only going to get worse over oh. time. There is no fixing it. There's no rehabbing it. No nothing. I guess his muscle is just being ever so slowly torn off the bone or something like that. Aware. Yeah, that's, so um, it's not an injury that's going to get any better. He's going to have to continue to manage it. And if and if you're going to load manage for 50 games a year, that's fine. But I can no longer put Kawhi. Le- and this might be an overreaction. You can call it if you want that because he was so close to getting a third title with a third team. I can't put him in my goat conversation anymore because uh, it, the best ability is your availability and half the time you ain't even playing um Ouch. no i am with you because let's throw it to my favorite nba player ever Dwayne wade he mm. had the same problem with his knee it just got worse yeah and he retired in 18 but his peak ended in 12 and that's right. that's the situation with Kawhi. He could still play. He was still a starter. He was good. He was probably the best player in the league in 2011. And then right after that, by 13 and 14, he was already falling. This is not me saying that if Kawhi Leonard was opted out of that Clipper contract next year and was like, I want to go play with the Warriors, I would welcome him with open arms. <laughs> but I'd be well aware that I'm not getting the Kawhi Leonard of old and that the Kawhi Leonard moving forward is one that – I don't want him around unless it's on a team-friendly deal because you're going to be playing team-friendly minutes. Well, he's he's a max. I, I'm sorry. Is that team-friendly? Like, nope, I'm not then paying. You, then you exactly, wouldn't get him. So I'm not, paying, I'm not paying Kawhi max money for somebody who's only going to play 40 to 50 games a year, can't rehab an injury that's going to be forever nagging, and we're just going to watch slowly. I mean, what, is uh, he, what has he got that he can't that, that he doesn't rely all, all on I some can, base of athleticism? All I can think about is him on Golden State now. But anyways, go ahead. I'll just say this. If, if you don't think he's max... If Paul George was a free agent this year, he's max. If wait one more time, if Paul George was a free agent this year, he's he's max. He's Paul a max George, no, 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 playoff, play, play uh, off way P? off P, way off P is what I heard. That's no, what they no, started no. Calling I'm him. with you. <laughs> I wouldn't give up Jay Crowder on my Miami Heat for Paul George. That's a burn. 
Ouch. And that, I'm being real. I yeah. would rather have Jay Crowder, who guarded Giannis and shows up Absolutely. and does his role, than way off P. But Excuse me. eight nice. teams would give him, give him a max contract. Oh uh, yeah, those, are, no, those eight teams are smoking crack. Well, one of them would be the Kings. Okay, no, one no, of the Kings <laughs> are smoking crack. There's lots so of NBA teams what, smoking crack historically. There, there are, and that's what's so crazy is like I don't think that Kawhi is the juice ain't worth the squeeze anymore, man. Like, and you saw it. That was a Clippers team that was. I mean, on paper, I still remember being at the bar that night and seeing. The Clippers have signed Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and looking over across the bar and even one of the guys who I'm, I'm friends with now is working there. He's a Laker fan. We kind of looked at each other and we're just like, oh, it, shit just got real now in the West. Like, oh boy. And while that is a formidable team, it is a team of spare parts. And it's a team that doesn't have an identity. It was a team that was a light switch. They were turning on and turning off the entire bubble. And I mean, they rolled through the regular season and then something happened in the bubble where you just couldn't get it right with, Pat, with Pat Beverly, with Lou Williams, yeah. with Kawhi, with Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell's a dog. I, if my, I don't, I think his contract is up this He's year. He's a free agent. I would love Ooh. for you to come up to San Francisco. But, <laughs> and then you look at the other pieces that they had with Zubac, you know, and um, I'm blanking on on who they had coming off the bench here. The, the Shamit. There we go. Yeah, big no, I, I, guy. from uh, Wichita State. Like I'm, I know. Did a Morris twin, right? Yeah, oh, dude, I want and I want a Morris twin. I want a Morris twin and a, and a Montrez Harrell on, Man, the, on Morris, the Warriors next year. He's a really tough guy when you're up three one and you're winning by thirteen. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a really, tough he's guy. Too, he's tough. <laughs> when you're even three oh. three and it's the third quarter though, he kind of. Oh. I looked a little scared. Although, let's. That's rough. I think what's wild is we do have to acknowledge that sports media very unfair to LeBron because had LeBron gone scoreless in a fourth in a fourth quarter in a game seven, it, first off, it would have never happened. But I think he would have been inflamed, right. and we've just totally let Kawhi slide off. And now the question: If you combined Paul George and Kawhi as a LeBron stat line, he would have been destroyed. Oh, right? absolutely, and that's why. Let asked, alone them individually. That's why I asked you guys. I went next level. I'm not going to criticize the players. Let's criticize the coach. What has Doc Rivers mm-hmm. done without Kevin Garnett? Yes, you know? so let's like, criticize Doc. We, I like where if, this is going. If we haven't, if you guys haven't heard, Doc Rivers has three three-one blown leads yeah, in his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no coach has more than one ever. Uh, he has eight. Game seven losses. I think he has a losing record in that, obviously. That is not clutch. And of course, he authored the most overrated championship team, according to the Quad Pod, the it LA is. Celtics. It really is. Right. It really is. They're so annoying. I think we just have to be honest and fair. If we're going to drag Budenholzer for not making adjustments, Doc Rivers didn't make any adjustments either in that series. It seemed like he was just kept on throwing out different combinations of lineups and just being like, go out there and see if it works. Well, not and only that, he was like. You look at the fourth quarter, he had the death lineup idea because, like, Lou isn't a starter, but then he would come in and Montrez isn't a starter and he would come in and they weren't working against Nuggets. And in game seven, Lou Williams and Montrez were out there and the Denver Nuggets are finding Lou Williams and scoring on him each time. Hmm. And Doc's like, well, they're going to figure it out. Well, I think, I think D'Antoni and, and, uh, Doc Rivers, I think D'Antoni more so. Just a bad coach. Not anymore. Like not not that they weren't obviously good enough to become coaches, but just not anymore. Games passed them by, or they just don't know how to make the necessary adaptions to and defensive adjustments that are needed to win a basketball game. And if you need a D coordinator, better hire one. But I don't know how to explain what what else is going on. You're looking at, I mean, Eric Spolstra. Maybe it just has to be with the fact that he started out in the film room. But it seems like they got a defensive matchup for any situation out there on the court, and. Switch. I, I want to stay away from the Western Conference Finals just because that's going to tip off here shortly after we're done recording. Yes. But heat up two nothing 
in Thank God. the Eastern Conference Finals. And all I can say is, Pat, <laughs> yeah, <go ahead. laughs> he culture, baby. Uh, thank real, God real, Pat <laughs> Riley was patient with Spolstra because his job was being called at one point. Yes. When like the awkward Chris Bosh is gone years, Dwayne Wade is old, hmm. and they weren't making the playoffs. But Pat People Riley were also, asking for, for Eric Spolstra's head. Levitard has said this a bunch, and that's, I'm surprised you don't mess with that show for as much as you mess with the Heat. He said that Pat Riley is already contemplating retirement again this go-round because he's always wanted to ride off into the sunset, go live off in L.A., but know that he left the Miami Heat in a position to where they can be successful for at least the next five years. I guess Riley only thinks he's going to live for five years. Is that years. a guess or is there no, sources? No, that was, that was sourced by Levitard, who is friends with Pat Riley, who, is develop, who has developed a relationship. I with, can't buy that. With, all right, Not don't. with Giannis right well, there. Well, then don't, because I'm telling you, Riley was that close to retiring. No, no, no. Riley's not going to do it until he gets his whale. That's his, been his phrase. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler, they said, while he might be a killer whale, he's not the big prize game whale that you want. But uh, Riley was so close to retiring and walking away had LeBron re-signed with Miami. If LeBron had oh, re-signed with Miami for four years, he would have walked away because he goes, about that? I got that in the back. Well, of course he is. He's Pat Riley. And Pat <laughs> Riley keeps such a small circle unless you're a Dan Levitard Sorry. type or you're on the heat for I mean, the moment. Yeah, you're not yeah. in the circle. All reports where he was seriously burned. I, I got it. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm sure he wants to prove that he can get another whale. No, of yeah. a LeBron size, but I don't know. Like, if has, right. I don't know if it has to be Giannis. Like, let's be honest here. Like, let's get you can. Let's you, be Giannis for a second. Let's be Giannis for a second. I don't know if it has to be Giannis. Like, what if what if he goes and he gets like a Montrez Harrell to mm. to to replace Olinick uh, and then um, almost almost change the pronunciation. He would help out and with rebounding. And he goes and he gets a guard like Beal. What if he goes and gets a guard like Beal and a guy like Harrell? And it's like, well, it's not Giannis, but you no. get some more outside shooting and you I get an inside Beale. presence. He's got if he's going for a whale. I mean, those aren't whales. Okay, gotta, all right. But he's here's sport the thing: fishing. I didn't think <laughs> they're mammals. I mean, joke. I love Miami. That, that those are my boys, but I didn't think they would be here. So I think you uh, bring up a good point to where. Oh, you could have just told me to do that. Anyway, no, um, no, no. I, maybe they don't need Giannis. I mean, they they are two like right games now they away don't. from representing the East in the finals. They matched up really well with Milwaukee. That was the one where it was like, I mean, they obviously took it to Indiana, and the Indiana series was worth tuning into just because TJ Warren had mouthed off about Jimmy Butler before. But then you take a look at how they matched up with Milwaukee. That wasn't even a series, really. And now with Boston, I think it's just sheer out coaching and are being out coached. And it's not like Brad Stevens ain't a good coach because Boston's getting some. They're getting some production. They're not getting the type of production that I think they need. If Kemba it's, it's been very be more consistent. Oh, it's been a this might be the longest sweep ever, if that makes sense. Like each game is just gonna be a knockdown drag out fight. The previous record to where, was Warriors v. Pelicans. Yes. Do you remember just, that? It was one. just a very long sweep Steph where it Curry, felt like baby. it took forever. Uh but the the Spolstra's two three zone with yeah, uh, that changed the game. with my boy Crowder. Uh oh, and then, would, of course yeah. Butler at the top of the key. Iggy. Uh, he he plays. He, he didn't play in the second half. Seven still, minutes. He made an appearance. He made an appearance. <laughs> he made an appearance. He's high. Um, bang, bang. I do. I do. I want, I want to see. Tatum, clearly, people believe, is the best player or has the potential to be the best player in the series. That's I haven't true. seen it yet. I'm not disparaging Tatum. I think he's great. But I want to see if he takes over. I'm, I'm just I want to yeah. see this this the, 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 the Mamba next mentality. level. The Mamba mentality. Boy, Let's if, see it. The, it. They tried to demombify him, but then he needs to bring a little bit more of that out if they're going to come if back. If this series yes. continues the way it is, the only thing he'll be remembered for is getting blocked. If they get Gordon Hayward to come back, I think for that changes. Season, I think that series. changes the series for for Boston. But as far as Boston's pecking order goes, it has to be. 
Tatum is your number one go get him, kill him. Gotta be. And then you gotta have a tie between Walker and Brown, I guess, is the next guy there. Smart is more of just your enforcer, your goon. And then you have the third tier, you have Gordon Hayward because A, he can't stay healthy and he just hasn't looked very comfortable in a Boston Celtics uniform since the time he got there. They're, to be completely honest. Uh, how is it how is it guys that the Celtics, it seems like they just don't have it seems like they lack experience, but haven't they been in the playoffs like the last couple of years? And it it just seems like the heat culture, the first thing you mentioned, that's, it's so important in the playoffs to have an established culture, have leadership, uh, have everyone playing hard and believing that you, you, you can win. And I'm just not seeing any of that from the Celtics. And it's, uh, I thought they'd have some, but I'm seeing none. Culture creates chemistry. Heat sweep! Heat yeah. sweep! Yeah. Because... Heat sweep! <laughs> I hear this Clippers chemistry thing that they're going to run it back uh, and be better. Yeah, that's a good one. Lakers have a bunch of new pieces Rondo had to come back. They don't have Bradley. Miami, he has a bunch of new pieces. Crowder wasn't in the rotation until mm-hmm. 30 games left. You know, enough of this chemistry stuff. Everybody had to work with it. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker? Week one happens in the NFL. Gardner Minshew leading the Jaguars. He's one game in. He's going to go 16-0. We're going to make our picks for week two, and uh, we're going to see how well we did for the first week. It was an interesting week, and I think unfortunately got overshadowed by the dinosaur game of Breeze v. Brady. Um, <laughs> the dinosaur God bless game. them. That would have been awesome five years ago, and it was fine now. Uh, we'll see if they warm up and get in there. Luke, you have a primetime game. Oh, man. you undefeated uh, Raiders. Uh, it feels good to be undefeated. Now. At home. Uh, man, the NFL, is going, the NFL is going all out. With Vegas, you guys, like I mentioned, I think last week or perhaps I forget when. Uh, my bad. This Just on, about every podcast. It's right. It's on ESPN and ABC. They're going to have a rooftop, a casino rooftop halftime show featuring internationally known rock band The Killers, and they're also going to have uh, like Las Vegas cutaways, like just showing the great city of Las Vegas, showing the neon lights. This it's, all sounds like a ton of distraction for what could potentially be an awful football is game. Is the pick of the yes. week <laughs> Raiders plus five and a half. We're putting so many toppings on this. I wish it could be, but it's not. I've got I've got three Stone Cold Locks fellas. That's what not, is, that's oh, not one oh, of them. Okay, hit me with your locks all real right. quick. You have me intrigued. I have got the, and you might have to help me out. Does someone have the list of the, 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 the spreads? Yeah, I, I have, I have the cool. NFL games in front of me. All I right, also I've placed got, a couple wagers last night too. So. I've got my Packers. Okay. I've got the Vikings. Wait, wait. The Packers are minus what? Six and a half? You taking a minus six and a half on the Lions? Yes, that's what I'm doing. Thank you. And uh, the Vikings. I'm taking them, their division uh, rival, taking the Vikings as well. The Vikings are plus three against the Colts. Interesting with the Vikings, though, is they've lost. I didn't realize how many defensive starters they lost, right? The Vikings were one of those teams where I just filed it under Mm. a way of like, oh, yep, they're good to go. But they lost five defensive starters. They got the guy from Jacksonville, though. Xavier Rhodes was just bad, so I think they've improved with him gone. Oh. And you still got Harrison Smith, who I think is one of the best players in the NFL. There we go. I still like that Vikings pick. Thank you, Frank. Uh, and then also, I've got the Jaguars as, as well, fellas. Ooh, Interesting. You're taking yeah. them. Taking those. Take them as a win, or they're going to cover. Oh, I'm just just cover, baby. I it's heard not, not just win, just cover. I heard that Gardner Minshew has a future in the league, and it wasn't. It, I forget which podcast it was on. I oh, think it was. What was it? I think it was, it was somewhere on the herd. It might have been. Podcast. No, no, no. It might have been Howard Cosell that was talking, or not Cosell, Greg Cosell, whichever one uh, Colin Coward talks to. Not Howard, he's dead. Howard Greg Cosell, Cosell. Mm-hmm. the one who studies quarterbacks, he said oh, Minshew, not as bad as you think just because he doesn't have the weapons around him, but he put up similar numbers to 
what Joe, no, not Joe Burrow. Who's the other quarterback? I'm getting it mixed up. The point is, is that the Jaguars are not as dead to rights as we think they are tanking. There might be something there with Minshew. Gardner Minshew's going to have better stats than Aaron Rodgers. I don't know about Still that. Still on there. Even after week that. one? Hot yep. takes. Oh, sticking with it. Wow. Of course. Did you see? He's okay. going to break the completion I, percentage record. I got to be honest. I thought you were going to jump ship on that one. Frank. No. He had an <laughs> amazing week one. <laughs> my my lock of the week. Like, lock this down. Oh, right. Yeah. This is actually a three-team parlay that I placed. The Arizona Cardinals minus seven over the Washington football team. Oh. Right. And I think what you saw against the the Eagles with Washington was they were kind of able to beat up an offensive line and get a Carson Wentz that's not nearly as mobile as he once was because of mm-hmm. all the injuries. You saw Kyler Murray against a very good 49er defensive line and how yeah. he just kind of made them a all look silly. Niners defense, but a defense that struggles against mobile quarterbacks. Yes, yes. Especially I, I, a squirrel. Like so Kyler, I'm, wondering, like I'm wondering if Washington's going to be able to hand, handle the same there, but I'm willing to risk that on Arizona, especially at home. And then the Baltimore Ravens minus seven at the Houston Texans. Hold on, can we... Can I say something about Arizona real quick? Sure. Kyler Murray ran the ball 13 times. Oh. How many times did he get hit? Zero. Once. Oh, wow. and it was that it was roughing the passer or rougher wow. it was the roughing call, right? It was no, a personal foul? No, because that was probably not when he was running. Oh, uh, when he was sliding. But when mm-hmm. he when he was running, he stepped out of bounds, scored, slid for a first, and he only got hit once. Also, fun fact, Ben Roethlisberger has more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. But, you know, it's <laughs> oh, not wow. a big deal. Do you want right. to place a wager on that for no. the whole season? Anyway, no, it's just, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> so, I go on to my next game, the Baltimore Ravens, minus seven at the Houston Texans. Look, I don't believe in the Texans. I don't believe in Bill and Brian. I just don't believe... Deshaun Watson's the only reason that I kind of believe in that team at all. And unfortunately, much like Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers has shown in the past. He can only do so much. So it's a matter of time before they kill Deshaun Watson down in Houston. Oh, no. I'm going to take minus seven with the Ravens. And then to top it all off, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus nine at the Chargers because that's some fast turf down there in LA and the Chiefs are really fast. So, I mean, just <laughs> that's, that's the analysis there. They're the fast uh, Chiefs, man. Fast track, fast track. Fast, fast track. Yeah. I, like, I like Houston. I think, though, they had to open the season against the Chiefs and the Ravens. <laughs> so that's rough. Oh my God, yeah, that is, that is, Goodell's not doing them anything. They're going to be a team. They're going to be a team that wins from like weeks four through week eight, and but, we're going to be like, are the Texans? I don't know. Are they good? I also think they have to play the NFC South. Yes. So they have to play the Bucks when maybe they get rolling in the Saints and Carolina. Don't looks forget about the Panthers. And, yeah. Atlanta can still score a bunch. Like that's the game I'm interested in games. this week is Atlanta versus or Atlanta oh, traveling Dallas. to Dallas because yeah. I took Atlanta on the money line on a money line parlay, and I'm not gonna lie, I think I think I'm kind of impressed with what Dallas at 10 a.m. I know, right? Interesting. Oh, a little weird that they did that. I wonder to how Dallas. Dak will do at 10 a.m. But. I got the Falcons plus 175 in that. Um, I made comment about the Vikings. I still took them plus 145 over the Colts. And then I'm taking the Giants yeah. plus 200. Okay, I was going to say. What? I'm taking the Giants plus 200 over the Bears. I don't know why the Giants are the underdog in I this game. I think you Ooh. take it almost as a, as a money line. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, I'm not think you the need the points. I love it. Get hyped on Trubisky. He's going to burn everyone yes. and be horrible. He By be the bad. way, he was <laughs> horrible in game one, and then he turned it around in the second half, and barely the second half was just more like the fourth quarter. And congratulations to the Lions. You'll be remembered of making Trubisky popular for another week. The one game I'm trying to stay <laughs> away on. from is the Sunday night game, the Patriots versus the Seahawks. I usually like to bet the Sunday night game because I think it's one of the few games where I actually sit there the entire time and I watch the thing from start to finish most, most times. But this one I'm just not sure about. I just don't know how much of the offense the Patriots are going to open up with Cam and 
the, the for some godforsaken reason, Pete Carroll's already come out and said, oh yeah, well, the only reason we threw the ball with Russ so much is because he kept on completing passes. We want to run the ball more. All right, you idiot. Oh. Like we've we've seen what happens when you run the ball too much, <laughs> and then we've seen the ball. We've seen what happens when you throw the ball too much. So I'd work on achieving a happy medium there. Like maybe Russ doesn't need to throw the ball 35 times a game, but like 25 to 30 would be good, and then and then fill in the rest with the rushing attempts, and you get to your 20, 25. I, there. I'm in on the Seahawks. Yeah, oh. because uh, plus minus New four, minus four at home. I was, I was yeah, also I would take that. Um, Interesting. I, just I like New England. I like what I saw. They didn't. I don't know. Like they won by ten over the Dolphins. They should have won that by twenty. Well, Cam Newton ran the ball a bunch of times, I and mean, you can't like, figure they can do that. Every Patrick week. was just awful, and they they were stalling. And I think they're still working some kinks out. You know, Bill Bill Belichick always needs a month. He always needs the first four games. Funny that you bring up the Dolphins. The Dolphins at home, plus six against the Buffalo Bills. Do you believe in Josh Allen? Yes yeah, or no? Yeah, he's my fantasy or, quarterback. Or Luke, I'm you, all in on Frank him. Has to. Are you, are you, are you buying this game then? I'll ask the one did, who's non-biased. Did we catch <laughs> Josh Allen's week one game? Yeah. That was the most Josh Allen game I've ever seen in my life. I loved it so much. I, I in general, like Josh Allen. I don't. I, I haven't seen him play enough in the pros, to be honest with you guys. Please, please do whatever you can to watch him. Okay. He is the most entertaining thing outside of Kyler Murray, probably. Yeah. He had yeah. the most rushes ever. He threw almost 300 yards in his fumbles. He fumbled twice, <laughs> and they were the most beautiful things ever. He's like lateraling the ball forward mm. into a defender's hands. I can picture Stuff it. Stuff I've never seen before. God bless Josh Allen. Yeah, I can picture it, Frank. I think I mentioned to you, I used to watch him all the time when he played at Wyoming. I had no idea he was going to be such a high pick, but yeah, I'd like to watch him some more. That sounds entertaining. All right, fellas. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off some over-unders here, and okay. you're just going to tell me over-under, and we might place the bets. We might not. We're going to have to run this back a little bit later. I'm looking at my tickets that I placed last night. I was on one as far as bets go. Like, not like, you know, a lot like that, but I think I'm going to be really good here. I like this ticket that okay. I got. Steelers minus seven and a half against the Broncos. <laughs> I'll let your boy. All right. So are you I got, taking the Steelers in the? Of course I am. And so I got the, okay. this is the one year where I'm breaking my rule and I'm betting on my fam- on my favorite team. So I'm gonna go back to back weeks. They didn't burn me on Monday night. All right, Falcons, Cowboys, over under fifty three and a half. Over. Uh, over. Okay. I think I think that's a game that hits six. Interesting. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, over under forty one. Oh, 41. I think that's an under. Jesus. I really do think that's an under because Bills have a good defense. It's like over. I'm going over. Really? Too. Dolphins have I a think, decent defense? Because I think the Bills are a team that can hang 25 on you. 41 is just a really low so, number. And you just okay. need 25 to 16 score? Yeah, I'll take that. Panthers, Bucks, over under 48. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this one. <laughs> I like under. Uh, I've called over most of this, so I should say under, but... Let's go over. Over. Let's over. Going over. Broncos, Steelers, over under 40 and a half. I think that's it. 40? That's it. That's okay. So here's what you got to think. The Broncos, you don't know how many points they're going to score. The Steelers, score. good for 21. For sure, 21 points. But the Broncos, you don't right, know how I'll much they're under for that one. Under? All right. I like, I like that. That could, I like be, that. that could be a 21 to 7, 21 to 10 game, though. Very boring. Very Get over. Efficient, I, I expect you guys as Broncos to have a bounce back game on offense. Okay, uh, the Lions, <laughs> Packers. I'm scared of the defense for Pittsburgh. Mm. 49 and a, I would be too. It's very terrifying. Over under 49 and a half for Lions, Packers. Under. Uh, I'm going under. Under. All right. Rams, Eagles, 45 and a half. This is an interesting game here. Is on the line too. I'm going to say over. For how much? 45 and a half. Yeah, I'll take over. I like the over as well. No, I'll say under. I'll, I'll go the difference. I'll say under. Like Vikings, Colts, 49. 
I feel like that's an under. Yeah, that's a that definite under. Kirk yeah, Cousins under. and Philip Rivers are manning that. That's a two two offenses that are going to be hey. run run oriented. The game is not going to last do for have, very long. Do we have time yeah. for talking uh, hockey talk? I don't, I don't know if we have time for for talking puck. You got to turn your mic on. Talking puck? Yeah. Talking <laughs> Welcome puck. back. Mike's been running around like a madman here. All right. Giants, Bears, over under 42. Hmm. Total points. I'll, I'll take the under on that yeah. one. <laughs> under. Under. He says the under. under. All right. Yeah. No, no, I got to say, though, just in, just in case I was wrong on all of these, over under is not my best bet, but oh, just you're, in case I went 0 for 10. There we go. Niners, <laughs> Niners, Jets, 41. I feel like that's a hard over. Ooh. I got to go over because I expect the Niners to mm. carry it. I expect the Niners to drop 35 on the Jets, and I feel like the Jets can score a touchdown. I'll give the I'm Jets a touchdown or three field goals. Um, I I would take I'll take the over because I think I would take the Jets and the points because I think Darnold bounces back. Interesting. Give I, don't believe, I don't believe in Gase. Give me the under. I don't believe in Gase either. Jags, Titans, over unders 44. Don't even know why they put one on here. This is an automatic under. I mean, anytime, anytime the Titans play, Minshew scores under. 42. Texans score <laughs> three. 42-3. So, uh, the Jags, they, they Titans, not, no, the Texans aren't playing. So. Oh, Titans. Yeah, they yeah. score 3-2. Oh, okay. Can no, you, you know what? Give them five. They get a safety. Give me that over. Washington, I respect the defense. Over. Washington versus Arizona over under 46 and a half points. Yeah. Under. Yeah. I'm going to go over just because of Kyler Murray, man. I'm going uh, under because of the old uh, And what does Arizona's Washington defense team. look like? I don't know. They're decent. It looked okay. It kind of beat up like, a it beat up a warrior. I really I mean, a liked, warrior. I beat up a Niners team that really didn't have any wide I liked receivers. Patrick Peterson. He he's able to play um, with his back to the ball and not get flagged. He's like the the flex so. safety linebacker Buda Baker. Yeah, yeah, I like him off he's of great. the off of the off of the Cardinals. All right, over under Ravens Texans fifty. Mm. I feel like that's what's got to be an under because the Ravens are going to score thirty five, and I don't think the Texans yeah, score over. a single point. So the Texans can score. No. Texans can score. Hot take. Baltimore shuts him out. And that's coming from somebody in 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 the division who's a fan of another team in the division. I promise you, Baltimore are going to make them look like fools. It's a high number. It's going under. I would, I'd go under too, yeah. It's going to be all Baltimore. <laughs> I have trusted my MVP pick to Sean Watson. There we go. Mike, 50-burger. I'm going under. That's a hard one, but I'm going under. Uh, my general rule is pretty much anything under 45. I mean, any uh, right around 44. If it's about 44, you got to go under. If it's mm-hmm. over... I mean, if it's over... if. Excuse me, what's it? If it's under 44, you got to bet the over. If it's over 44, stick with the under. I don't know. I feel like the NFL teams don't score Is this one of your favorite bets to do over under? Hold yeah, on. it is. Let me write that down. Why? All right. Why, why, why is this because you can, Because there's certain times where you're just cheering for offense, and then there's certain times where you're that's, just like, no, true. drop the pass. That's true. Gary, go sack. <laughs> Nothing but negative yards. I, guess I want <laughs> terrible it's, football. Uh, it's one I don't count on, but let's just say this. Bengals-Browns combined for 65. Bengals. On a Thursday. Wait, that's oh. that's that's oh, on a Thursday. Hard that's, to bet that's under ex- 45. No, no, no. That's expected on a Thursday. Short turnaround. You don't have a time to put defense in. You're really just focusing no, on your offense. Sixteen to thirteen is expected on Thursday. It could go either way because no it one's extremes. resting. Whatever. Yeah, it could, it's usually an extreme. One Chiefs, way Chargers, forty-seven and a half points. I feel like this is over because the Chiefs could score forty-two. You always yeah. have to bet over with the Chiefs. I bet if you do, over. you'll win that ten times out of the sixteen games. Yeah, give me the over. Yep. I would have nice, liked a even, nice rounder blindly. number, like nine out of ten times they do it instead of ten out of sixteen. Sixteen games in a season. Well, I get it, round. but it's just tough to you know do the math. I bet you'll that. get it more than half the time. All right, okay. I'll say twelve out of sixteen. That's seventy five percent. Still okay. round math. The numbers, dude. Uh, Dewald, you going over? I think that's a pretty. Yeah, long. that's oh. that's an easy over. All Chargers in that one. No, I'm just kidding. The, yeah. the games you always expect are just going to be clear overs end up being like six to three well that's what, what i think that's what i think could happen with this patriot seahawks game it's yes. over under 45 yes. sunday night football i think we're going to be hyping up cam Newton. We're, gonna, for that. we're gonna hype up russell wilson and it's gonna be a bunch of running it's gonna I, be a bunch I of running interested in, that game. in the chiefs though 
Um, a little, little Raider shout-out to Lou. There was a game last year where he scored all, I think he scored 28 in the second quarter and yes. didn't score for the rest of the game. That happened. I'm wondering if that's his kind of attitude this season where huh. he scores a bunch and then they're just going to run the ball and milk the clock out to the point where they are a little bit more low scoring. Well, I'm curious to see how much they run the ball. Like, last they game did of, a lot last week. Last game of the week, Saints, Raiders, over, under, 48.5 on Monday Night Football. Under. Ooh, under. Under. I'm taking, the, uh, I'm taking the over, gentlemen. Really? Taking the over. All right. Well, I don't think it's going to be that sexy on national television. I was hoping, hoping to pray. We got a Henry Ruggs v. Emmanuel Sanders. Just because it's on two channels, Luke, does not mean there will be twice the amount of scoring. I, I just want to throw that out. I thought that's what it was. That's no. my but it is prime time, which means more running the football, which means more Josh Jacobs. That's right. Let's get some more Josh Jacobs. Let's go. Normally, like to do a movie review in this segment, but got Hulu. Humble brag, got a Disney Plus package oh. with uh, ESPN Plus and Hulu. Oh, so you paid $30 to watch Milan? No, I did not. No, I just paid <laughs> for the subscription. Bummer. This show from the independent film channel, Brockmire, starring Hank Azaria, the dude who's the oh. voiceover from The Simpsons. That shit's hilarious. Mike. What mic number is on? It used to be great. What happened? The new season is horrible. Oh, I'm only halfway. I'm on, I'm three. I'm three episodes into season one. Oh yeah. So he just the got done with the winning streak. Are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then they went nuts in the last season. Oh okay. And it's all like it's so weird and stupid. Giant spoiler alert from Steve Jackson. <laughs> thank you very much. But uh, <laughs> through the new season. No, no, no. They, but I, I'm pretty sure they signed on for two more. I think that's what he was talking about. That the IFC gave him two more, <laughs> two more seasons, which is dope. But I only made it to Kangaroo Court in season one, so I'm three episodes in. That's I think it's one. it's it's highly recommended that you watch it. I agree. Yeah. Still watch the new season. Okay. Well, thank you, Steve. Well, yeah. So watch the first three seasons on Hulu. You tell me if you like it or not. Basically, he's he's this broadcaster who's got it a nice cush job doing play-by-play on the radio goes absolutely yeah and then he's Sounds he's great. uh he gets drunk on air starts going on a tirade about walking in on his ex-wife um in an oh, orgy not so great and does it all on air so it's all heard throughout the stadium oh, no. and then it like fast forwards 10 years after he's gone around the world and he's just gets pulled to this like what single a baseball team in morristown pennsylvania yeah and his suits are hilarious yes yes he's got a he's got a clean suit jacket but hank Azaria just has that really whiny just pitchy perfect baseball play-by-play voice and uh it reminds me of tom brenneman when he was apologizing Ooh. and there goes castellanos deep to left center and i want to apologize for for what i got uh, so he has a career voicing for the simpsons yes do you know he, his net worth as a voice actor i do not oh it must be large it's like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, wow! He's, I mean, wow. it's to the point where he gets to pick and do certain projects if like this, like he look wants. At the salaries that The Simpsons pay for their actors per episode, it's unbelievable. Hmm. I gotta be completely honest. I didn't see Steve knowing Brockmire there. I didn't. I, I didn't. know. Yeah, that Good caught knowledge. me off guard. Good knowledge. Shout out to him. <laughs> I'm trying to find a tweet though that was from. You figure Hank Azaria has to do like nine characters, so he's probably paid <laughs> right. by the character. Yeah. He only does oh what at the with for the Simpsons? Yeah. No, yeah. I assume for all the shows he does. It's like an Eddie Murphy thing. He was right. talking okay. Well, so professor going Brock Meyer this was so so he went on an interview as Brock Meyer. He kinda did he did the interview with uh, Dan Levitard and he said about Tom Brenneman, he should have come out and been like, Listen, I'm a devout nihilist, the universe is chaotic, there is no God, morality is a social construct, oh, no. I don't matter, you don't matter, have a good night, home run. And that should have been the Castellanos uh, <laughs> home just run call. <laughs> Probably. So yeah, Brock Meyer, check it out on IFC. Well, just be warned that it may may go may go south. It may go south. The ticket time bomb <laughs> beauty is in the eye of the beholder all right fellas that'll do it for this week thank you steve 
for your patience. And Mike for running around playing taxi today. Go Stars! Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. We'll get to Hockey Talk next time, I next promise. Next Friday. All right. Until next time.